my beloved brothers and sisters in the faith. First of all, praises be to our loving Abba and his beloved son, Yahushua HaMashiach, for we are gathered once again uh, to worship, to serve, and to be here for Yahuwah God, to be his instrument so that we can fulfill his desired purpose in our life. As we have mentioned on numerous occasions, this year, 2021, we will devote our life to become more and more like Yahushua the King by becoming Yahushua-minded. In so doing, we are devoting ourselves to study the teachings, the lessons, the gospel that come from Yahushua HaMashiach with the purpose of becoming like him in the way we speak, the way we think, and the way we act. This is why today we're going to begin our series concerning the Sermon on the Mount, one of the first public sermons of Yahushua the King from which we can derive great blessing. We will focus first on the Beatitudes of Yahushua the Christ. These are the eight sayings or eight proverbs that come from Yahushua that teach us how to have a blessed life and inherit the kingdom of God. But before we get to that point, we need to first understand how can we fully receive and fully be blessed and benefit from the teachings of Yahushua, our king. Let's begin our studies in the book of Ephesians 4, 21 to 24. Since you have heard about Yahushua and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. How can we fully benefit from the teachings of Yahushua, our king? So that as we study his teachings and his truths, we will become more and more like him. Bible says we need to renew our nature, our life to become like God, truly righteous and holy. In other words, the purpose of studying the teachings of Yahushua is for us to be changed, to become different, to become holy before God. But what kind of change does Yahushua expect from us? Not a temporary change, but a permanent change in our life. Because when we study about people who change, sometimes the problem is, or I should say most of the time, the problem is they do change, but only for a while, right? After a while, they go back to their old habits or nature. And so it's not a permanent change. It is a temporary change. That's not what we want. What we want is a permanent change to become like God, truly righteous and truly holy. What is the basis for a more permanent change? Bible says, let the spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes. You see, for external change to be permanent, it must be supported from internal change. Thoughts and attitudes that represent our character needs to first be built up. And this is the purpose of the teachings of Yahushua, to transform us from the inside out. When we begin to change from the inside, the external change will take care of itself. And so what did Yahushua teach? that focuses on internal change so that we can be prepared for the kingdom of God. Let's read the book of Matthew, chapter 5, <clears throat> 1 down to 10. And seeing the multitudes, he went up on a mountain. 
And when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So what did Yahushua HaMashiach teach us? So that we can have lasting change. He taught us all about those who are to be blessed with the kingdom of God. What are these blessings based upon? If you notice, it mentions blessed are the poor in spirit. That's number one. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake. And so when we look at these sayings, these proverbs of Yahushua HaMashiach, what is he focusing on? He's focusing on internal change. What he's specifying here is a change in attitude and a change in thinking. You see, if we truly want to change, instead of focusing on what we need to do, we need to first focus on who we need to become. Many religions today focus on the things to do. Isn't that right? Do this, don't do that, do this instead. Those are good things to have. However, if we focus first on the doing without changing the becoming part or the being part, we're going to struggle with the doing. But the good news is, if we begin, if we focus on becoming, on who we need to be, the attitudes and our character, then the doing part kind of takes care of itself. This is why in the next eight weeks, we're going to work on a the eight of the Proverbs of Yahushua HaMashiach, the so-called Beatitudes. And it is our hope that in these eight weeks of biblical studies, we will conduct a character makeover. We will change our attitudes and our thinking, consequently our character, so that we can become who Yahushua wants us to be. So let's begin with the first Beatitude. And what is that? Matthew Chapter 5 in the verse is 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And this is very foundational to the teachings of Yahushua the Christ. It begins with this, to be poor in spirit. If we fail in this part, we will fail in the others. We need to succeed in being poor in the spirit. But what does it mean to be poor in the spirit. Well, let's begin with what it does not mean, what it does not say. It does not mean spi uh, poor spirited or someone who has low self-esteem, someone who sulks and complains and is bitter. No, this is not what the Bible speaking about. It's not about being poor in health. And so they say to themselves, well, I'm going to be humble. And so I'm not going to take care of my health. 
No, it's not about that at all. The Bible teaches us to preserve our physical bodies. It doesn't speak about being poor financially so that they will say to themselves, oh, I want to be poor in spirit. I don't need to work hard for a living. This is not what the Bible is telling us. The Bible says, blessed are the poor in spirit to understand what it means to be blessed by being poor in the spirit. We need to first know and understand the purpose of the spirit that God created mankind to possess in the first place. What is that? Because when God created human beings, he created mankind in his image, right? And gave him a spirit, the breath that comes from him. So what is the purpose of that? Let's read the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 16. God's spirit, take note, joins himself to our spirits to declare that we are God's children. What is the purpose of the spirit of human beings, which is why God created them with a spirit in the first place? It is so that we can have fellowship with and the relationship with God. Take note, when God created humankind, he has, they, they have three components, right? Do you remember what they were? God, when God created man, what were the three components of man? Number one, he has a body. Number two, he has a soul. Number three, he has a spirit. What's the purpose of the body? It is by the body that we interact with one another. It is our physical existence what is the purpose of the soul that represents our consciousness our thinking our will and volition and also our heart and emotion that is the core the essence of who we are what is now the purpose of the spirit it is by the spirit that we have fellowship with who yahuwah our god this is why when god's spirit joins with our spirit we can affirm, we can declare, we are children of God. That speaks of relationship. And so the Spirit was provided because by the Spirit, we human beings made of dust, we are now able to have a relationship with God himself. That's why God gave us a Spirit. Now, what does it mean to be poor in spirit? Let's read the book of Isaiah. Chapter 64 and the verses 6, all of us have become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf, and like the wind, our sins sweep us away. What does it mean? To be poor in spirit, it simply means to be aware that our righteous acts are like filthy rags. Do you know what the thinking of many people is today? They think that by the righteous acts, when you look at it together, it enables a person to be put right with God. But that is not reality. What is reality? What is the biblical truth that God wants us to see and understand? None of our righteous acts will ever be able to make us right with God. Why not? The Bible says all of us, because of sin, what are we? We are unclean. Did you get that? It's like if you have a vessel, let's say a plate, 
if the vessel or the plate is clean, that's good. But if it's unclean, it doesn't matter what food you put on it, what's going to happen to the food? It's going to be unclean, like filthy rags. Even if it's green beans or filet mignon, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much food you put on that plate. It's going to be defiled because it is unclean. As human beings, what do we need to see within ourselves? We, as human beings, we are unclean because of our sins. So unless we have been cleansed, we will not be able to do anything that will make us right with our almighty God. This is why we need to see the poverty of our own spirit by ourselves on our own. We cannot be put right with God because of our uncleanness. We need to see that we are incapable of that. That's what it means to be poor in the spirit. But why are people, why do they find it difficult to see their spiritual poverty? Why do they find it hard to see that they need something else so that they can be put right with God? Let's read here the book of Luke, chapter 18, 9 to 12. Yahushua also told this parable to people who were sure of their own goodness and despise everybody else. Once there were two men who went up to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee, the one, the other was a tax collector. The Pharisee stood apart by himself and prayed, I thank you, God, that I am not greedy, dishonest, or an adulterer like everybody else. I thank you that I'm not like that tax collector over there. I fast two days a week and I give you one-tenth of all my income. What prevents people from seeing their spiritual poverty, their spirit, spiritual bankruptcy? It's because they're sure of their own goodness. Who are examples of people who are sure of their own goodness? People like the Pharisees. Now, who are the Pharisees? We all know about the Pharisees, right? They were religious people. They were focused on doing religious works in and of itself. That's not bad. In fact, it's good to do religious works. But what was the problem with the Pharisee? They were sure of their goodness because of the good works that they have done. What were examples of the good works that this Pharisee was able to do? Well, in his prayer to God, he said he's thankful to God. And so he's invoking the name of God. He's putting on the cloak of religiosity. And he says, I'm thankful to you, God, because I am not greedy. I'm not dishonest. I'm not an adulterer like everybody else. I thank you. I'm not like that tax collector over there. And so he points to his religious accomplishments. And because of this, he becomes sure of his own goodness. But what really is the reason why he is sure of his own goodness? Did you notice what the Pharisee said? I thank you that I am not like that tax collector over there. I thank you that I'm not like everybody else. In other words, this Pharisee is making himself great by comparing himself to other people. You see, when we compare ourselves with other people, we become sure of our own goodness that we fail to see our spiritual poverty. 
It's like people who say, I'm not perfect, but I'm better than my neighbor. <laughs> I'm not perfect, but I'm not that bad. I'm not perfect, but I'm better than that person over there. And so what begins to happen when we begin to compare ourselves with others? We begin to develop spiritual pride. And you know what makes that dangerous? This Pharisee who was so sure of his own goodness, what did he say? What happened to him? Bible says he was so sure of his own goodness that he despised everyone else. You see, when we compare ourselves with other people, sometimes we develop spiritual pride. When we look at our offices, when we look at our accomplishments, we begin to despise those who are not of the same level as us. This is called spiritual pride, and spiritual pride is the opposite of spiritual poverty. And so instead of comparing ourselves with other people, what's the best thing for us to do? We need to compare ourselves with who? Yahusha HaMashiach. That's called perfection. When we measure ourselves against Yahusha, then we begin to realize, woe is me. I am so poor. I am so unclean. This is why for us to see our spiritual poverty, it begins by looking at the light of Yahusha HaMashiach, exposing our faults and our weaknesses so that we begin to take ownership of our failures in our life and look for someone who can truly cleanse us so that we can become better, not because of our own strength, but because of that one who is able to help us. Now, who is a good example, on the other hand, of one who was poor in spirit? Let's read what it says in Luke 18, 13 and 14. But the tax collector stood at a distance and would not even raise his face to heaven, but beat on his breast and said, God, have pity on me, a sinner. I tell you, said Yahushua, the tax collector and not the Pharisee was in the right with God when he went home. For those who make themselves great will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be made great. Who, on the other hand, was a good example of one who was poor in spirit. It was the tax collector in the parable of Yahushua. In the parable of Yahushua, what was he comparing? He was comparing a religious person, a Pharisee, and a lowly tax collector. This tax collector, when he went to the temple, what did he do? He stood at a distance. He could not even raise his face up to heaven, but he beat his breast. And what did he say? He said, God, have pity on me, a sinner. You see, the reason why he said, have pity on me, a sinner, it's because he recognizes his spiritual poverty. As a matter of fact, in the beatitude of Yahushua, when he said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 3, blessed are the poor in spirit. If you look at the Greek word for poor, do you know what it means? It means beggar. You see, for us to be able to receive the blessing of Yahusha, we need to first come to grips. We need to first be aware that we are spiritually poor to the point that we are bankrupt. So that the only thing we can do is to beg. This is what the tax collector did. What did he say? The only thing he can say. What is that? Have pity on me, a sinner. He was poor in spirit. And in the parable of Yahusha, what did Yahusha say? 
He said it was a tax collector, not the Pharisee, who was right with God when he went home. This is why, brothers and sisters, the attitude that we must develop in ourselves, what it means to be poor in spirit is an awareness that even in our best effort, the best of who we are, it's not enough because we are not clean vessels. And so it doesn't matter what we do. What we need first is to be cleansed so that we can be worthy before our God. And so what does it mean to be blessed? Why did Yahushua say that those who are poor in spirit are blessed and they will see the kingdom of God? Let's read the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. You know the grace of our Lord Yahushua Christ, rich as he was, he made himself poor for your sake in order to make you rich by means of his poverty. Why are the poor in spirit truly blessed according to the teaching of Yahushua the Christ? That's because we can be made rich through Yahushua. How can the poor become or be made rich through Yahushua? The Bible says Yahushua made himself poor in order to make us rich. What does that mean? That he made himself poor. If you read Philippians 2, 5 to 8, the Bible teaches us that Yahushua, the son of God, made himself into what? A bondservant. And he obeyed the will of God, even to the point of death. What was that obedience all about? Dying on the cross so that by means of his shed blood, we can be redeemed. What does it mean to be redeemed by the blood of Yahushua? We are going to be cleansed. Isn't that the problem? That's the root of the problem. The root of the problem is that we as human beings, because of our sins, we need to be cleansed. Unless we are first cleansed, it doesn't matter what good works we do. It's not enough. But for us to receive that cleansing from Yahushua, we need to first be aware that we need Yahushua. You see, there are people today who don't believe they need to be in Yahushua because they think it's enough for them to be a good person, to follow the laws of the land, to respect others, which is good. But they don't see their spiritual poverty. They don't see that they need Yahushua, our king. This is why the beginning of our studies today, we need to have this attitude that by ourselves, we're not good enough. We need to be dependent upon Yahushua so that we can be blessed through him. Now, how can we be rich in Yahushua when we realize that we are poor in spirit? Let's read the book of Timothy chapter 1, 14 down to 16. And our Lord poured out his abundant grace on me and gave me the faith and love which are ours in union with Christ Yahushua. This is a true saying to be completely accepted and believed. Christ Yahushua came into the world to save sinners. I am the worst of them. But God was merciful to me in order that Christ Yahushua might show his full patience in dealing with me. The worst of sinners as an example for all those who would later believe in him and receive eternal life. Who is a good example of one? who became poor in spirit and became rich because of Christ. 
Bible says it was the apostle Paul. You know how apostle Paul began his life? He wasn't always Paul. What was his name before? He was Saul. And as Saul, he had spiritual pride. And when you have spiritual pride, what can you not see? You cannot see your own spiritual poverty. You begin to think you're good enough on your own. You begin to take comfort in your own goodness. You're confident because of what you're doing. Apostle Paul was like that. Why? He compared himself to other people. And when Apostle, when Saul, when, because that was his name before, right? When Saul compared himself with other people, you know what he said? I'm better than them. <laughs> Why? First of all, he was a scholar. He studied under the feet of Gamaliel, right? He was a lawyer working in this, with the Sanhedrin. He was pretty rich and well-known. He, he kept the commandments of God. He was called a zealot. And so when he was looking at all of his religious works, he felt confident. Until, of course, the day when Yahusha called him. When Yahusha called him, what did he see in himself? He saw his true condition. What was that? He said, I'm the worst of them. I'm the worst sinner. And so when his blinders were removed through a vision, when he saw his true nature, when he saw himself, what did he realize? Oh boy, I need salvation. He realized that he was not rich after all, that he was spiritually poor. His true riches was who? Yahusha, Amashiach. This is why after he was called, what did he say about his accomplishments? He said, compare to knowing Yahushua compared with being with Yahushua. All of that is what? Garbage. Do you see the difference? The transformation that can happen when we begin to realize that we need Yahushua. That by ourselves, even our best efforts is like rubbish in the eyes of our almighty God. And so what did Apostle Paul do? He received and he became one or united with Yahusha the king. What was his spiritual blessing? Bible says he would, because he believed in Yahusha, he would receive everlasting life. Hence, the life of Apostle Paul is a good illustration of how a person can be transformed from the inside out. Because the transformation of Apostle Paul was not temporary. It was permanent. And his transformation began with a change of attitude. When he began to see that indeed he was poor in spirit. That is when God blessed him and the grace was poured upon him. What else does it mean to be poor in spirit? Apostle Paul continues in Ephesians 2, 12 to 13. In those days you were living apart from Christ. You were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel. And you did not know the covenant promises God had made to them. You lived in this world without God. And without hope. But now you have been united with Christ Yahushua. Once you were far away from God. But now you have been brought near to him. Through the blood of Christ. What also does it mean? To be poor in spirit. It means to be dependent. Upon Yahushua our Christ. Why? Because apart from Christ. We have no hope. And we have no God. You see it's not so much about what we do. It's more so who we belong to. If we are connected to, united with, attached with Yahusha, then what we do matters. But apart from Yahusha, we are nothing. 
How did Yahusha himself illustrate this dependence that we need to develop in him? Remember what Yahusha said? I am, what am I going to say next? I am the vine. You are the branches. branches. What does that show us? It shows us dependence. A branch depends on the vine. What's the proof? You cut off the branch from the vine. What happens to the branch? The branch will wither and then it will die. And so the branch is dependent upon the vine. We are dependent upon our connection with or our union with Yahusha. We are apart from him. We can do nothing. We're with him. The Bible says that we are brought near to our God. We will have God and we will have hope. And so brothers and sisters, those who are truly blessed because they have because they are poor in spirit are the ones who are dependent on, dependent on Yahusha HaMashiach. They believe, they realize they cannot live this life apart from him. How else can we be poor in spirit? Let's read what it says in the book of Isaiah 57 verse 15. For this is what the high and lofty one says. He who lives forever, whose name is holy. I live in a high and holy place, but also with him who is contrite and lowly in spirit. To revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. What else does it mean? To be poor in spirit. It also means to have a contrite heart and a lowly spirit. This is the spirit of humility. The one thing God hates is what? What's the opposite of humility? It's called pride. Do you know what pride does to a person? Pride warps a person's thinking the way it warped the thinking of Lucifer. When Yahuwah God created Lucifer, the Bible says he was created perfect. Remember? But because of his pride, what happened to him? He was taken down by Yahuwah God. This is why God doesn't want pride. What does God look for among his people? It is humility. A contrite and lowly spirit. Why? How can we recognize a person who has a contrite and lowly spirit? They have reverence for our all mighty God. Where does this reverence come from? It comes from their understanding that even at their best, compared to God, they are but nothing. And so when they approach God, they approach him with awe and reverence and respect. Because they recognize who God is and who we are as human beings. They have a contrite heart and a contrite spirit. What is the promise of God for those who have a contrite heart and a lowly spirit? Bible says he will revive the spirit of the lowly and revive the heart of the contrite. This is what we feel when we approach Abba with humility. He embraces us and he's the one who lifts us up. God wants us to remain humble. Sometimes there are things that God allows to happen in our life because he doesn't want us to be proud because pride is the enemy of a poor spirit. Pride is the enemy that God does not want to see developed in any of his people. So what does he sometimes allow so that we will not be proud? In the book of 2 Corinthians 12 and the verses 7, but to keep me from being puffed up with pride. 
because of the many wonderful things I saw, I was given a painful physical ailment, which acts as Satan's messenger to beat me and keep me from being proud. You know, Apostle Paul started out as Saul, right? Because he did not recognize the Messiah, the Messiah. But when he was called, he became Paul. And he began to do wonderful things. And when you begin to do wonderful things in the name of Yahuwah God, the name of Yahushua HaMashiach, there's a tendency to be what? Proud. Isn't that true? It's true. It's human beings are like that. And Apostle Paul had every reason to be proud. You know why? Because he was selected by God. If you read the passage in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, Yahuwah God selected Apostle Paul and took him to the high heavens, to the third level, to the third heaven. And he saw things that could not be expressed with words. This is why Apostle Paul couldn't have been proud. Who else had that kind of vision? Who else was given this privilege to be, a, to be in the midst of God himself? And so Apostle Paul was given a physical ailment to keep him from what? From becoming proud. Sometimes there are things that happen in our life. And when we look and analyze why this is happening, it could be, it could be that perhaps Yahuwah God wants to temper our pride because he doesn't want us to be proud. He doesn't want us to become an enemy. He wants us to remain humble. Brethren, it's so easy to become proud. Easy. And so we need to always be aware of our attitude. Yahushua said, blessed are those who are poor in spirit. And so let us always understand that we need Yahuwah God. We need Yahushua. Without them, we're nothing. We are but dust. Apostle Paul, when he was given the physical ailment as a human being, you know what he did? I mean, who wants to have a physical ailment? When he was given a weakness, a physical ailment, what did Apostle Paul do? Let's read, brother, brothers and sisters, the final passage of our studies today in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, 8 down to 10. Three times I prayed to the Lord about this and asked him to take it away. But his answer was, my grace is all you need. For my power is greatest when you are weak. I am most happy then to be proud of my weaknesses in order to feel the protection of Christ's power over me. I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, difficulties for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Apostle Paul is a human being. When he had this physical ailment that tormented him day and night, perhaps some of us can relate. Maybe some of us have an ailment like this. Maybe there's something that we are enduring for many, many years. It, in fact, it has afflicted us so that we have prayed to the Father numerous times. Father, if it be your will, please remove this physical ailment from me. Apostle Paul was the same way. As a human being, yes, he was an apostle. But even though he was an apostle, he was a human being. And so what did he ask God? What did he ask the Son of God? Three times I prayed to the Lord about this and asked him to take it away. Can you relate to that, brothers and sisters? 
being tormented so much that you keep asking, please take this away from me. But what was the answer of Yahusha to him? The Bible says, my grace is all you need for my power is greatest when you are weak. Sometimes, brothers and sisters, when we ask God to do something for us because of who God is, because of who Yahusha is, they will say, yes, I will remove that for you. I will help you. But sometimes Yahusha will say no because he has something better. What is that? His grace and his strength. You see, when we go to Yahusha and we ask him because we are going through something difficult in our life, sometimes instead of removing the difficulty, what Yahusha will do is to make us strong enough so that we can go through that difficulty. Why does Yahushua permit this to happen? Why does he choose to sometimes say to us, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is greatest when you are weak so that we can learn not to depend on self, but instead depend always on who? Yahushua. This is why the apostle Paul he was a changed man. He was transformed. Before he was called by Yahushua, he prided himself in his accomplishments. He prided himself on his titles and his influence. But after he was called, did you notice the change in his heart? He said, I am proud of my weaknesses. How many people? can say that. I am proud of my weaknesses. Apostle Paul said that I am proud of my weaknesses. Why did he say that? Because he knows when I am weak, then I am strong. When we are weak, all the more we feel the protection of Christ's power over us. Isn't this true, brothers and sisters? When we begin to depend on Yahushua's work in our life, when we go through difficulties in life, and because of it, we begin to realize that we cannot do this on our own. And so we rely upon the help of Yahushua. And he's there to give us a strength and grace so that we are able to become stronger than the circumstance that we face. That's the great blessing for those who are poor in spirit. Indeed, blessed are the poor in spirit because their hearts will be transformed. And they will receive the strength, the strength that come from the Son of God himself. Let us stand, brethren, and we shall pray together. Almighty Yahuwah, yes. great oh, are you, loving Abba. Yes. Indeed, you continue to watch over your people. Yes, Father. We belong to you as sons and daughters yes. adopted by means of the shed blood of your Son. Amen. So we have this great privilege yes. that we know we did not deserve. Yes, it is by grace, not by our works. Yes, we have no reason to boast, to be proud. Yes. Because we are unworthy and filthy vessels that you have cleansed by means of your great sacrifice. Amen. And so we can only be grateful. Yes, we Father. can only be thankful. 
Yes. There's nothing we can do to add to the work of salvation. Amen. It was finished by our King Yahushua. Yes. And so we so depend God. completely upon him yes. in everything that we do. Amen. Yahushua, the Christ. Yes, Lord. We come before you with empty hands. Yes, Lord. Because we need your grace. Yes. We can pretend to be strong enough. Yes. We can pretend to be confident enough. Yes. But the truth is, there are many circumstances in life yes. that prove what we truly know all, all, all along. Yes. By ourselves, we stand no chance. Yes. We need you. We need you always in yes. our life. Never leave us, please. Yes. What shall become of us if we are apart from you? Yes. We are but branches. That wither without you. Yes, we want to be fruitful branches. And so we depend upon you. Yes. For all things in our life. Amen. Work in us. Work through us. Yes, this is why Yahushua our king. Yes. We have devoted ourselves. Yes, to study your truth. Beginning with. Your many sayings. You said blessed are the poor in spirit. Yes. We recognize our poverty. Yes. And so we look up to you now. Yes. Have mercy upon us. Yes. We are sinners before you. Yes. Make us right with our God. Yes. And help us because of your kindness and grace yes. to do good works, not to make ourselves worthy, yes. but as a manifestation of your salvation in Amen. us. Father, thank you so much for not giving up on your people. Yes, oh Lord. Thank you for not forsaking us. Yes, oh Lord. In the rest of our journey. Yes. Continue to walk with us. Yes. Oh and Lord. bless us in every way. Amen. Remember your people enduring many things. Help us to find your strength. Yes. To be filled with your spirit each and every day of our life. Amen. We believe, Father, that you have blessed each and every one of us. Yes, we ask and beg everything in the name of our Lord and Savior, Yahushua HaMashiach. Amen. Amen.